right, what's happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Friday the 13th. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Friday the 13th. How are you today? How's your week so far? Hopefully it's going to be a good Friday. You know, if you're superstitious, if you get into that kind of thing, just be careful. Um, luckily, not that much going on tonight. So so not that many games on Friday the 13th. Right? That's always a good thing. But on today's show, uh, like we're going to do... On Fridays now, uh, handicaps, deep dive handicaps on one game, and we're going to give a pick with that handicap. So today we're going to talk about the uh, New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday in the NFL playoffs. I'll give a preview, and I will have a pick as well. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about quickly uh, something I tweeted yesterday. Uh, if you're not giving me a fo- or if you're not uh, following the show, we're starting to get social media going a little bit more. And uh, trying to grow that thing. So give us a follow on Twitter if you're uh, not already at SBD underscore pod, SBD underscore POD. Uh, yesterday I posted a picture, a screenshot of a couple things that DraftKings was offering. DraftKings was offering a, uh, you know how they have kind of like the pre packaged parlays? Where it's like the same game parlay, and they have it all packaged for you right there. You don't even have to go into the games. It's just sort of like all done, and, and it gives the odds. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look at the Twitter post, and you'll see. And the thing that I've been saying now for a while is these parlays that these uh, companies like DraftKings are advertising, and BetMGM does this too, they actually reduce the payouts for what the normal payout would be and should be. Now, I know this happens just by definition in the same game parlays, but a lot of you may not understand that, that when you make a same game parlay, what they're doing is greatly diminishing the payout. They want you to make a same game parlay because they don't have to pay you as much as if you made that parlay in other areas or in other places. So what you'll notice if you, uh, like a lot of these websites, they'll have a, a button that you can click over to enable same game parlays, or they have a a tab where you can click on same game parlay in a uh, in any given matchup and check out the prices. What you'll notice is everything just goes up. If uh, let's let, let let's just say like a, a team total is Green Bay Packers over twenty four and a half at minus one ten. If you click on same game parlay, you're going to get Green Bay Packers over twenty four and a half at maybe minus 125 or minus 130. And that adds up. If you get a four-team parlay, four legs at minus 110 compared to four legs at minus 130 or minus 140, that's going to make a huge difference in the payout. That's why the same game parlays exist. They diminish the payout. That way it's worth it. Did you know that a long time ago, when I first started doing this and before it got legal in the United States, same game parlays were not allowed. And the reason is there's too much correlation going on within the game. There's too many things that are happening in the same game that affect each other that they were never allowed. Same game parlays were banned for decades. Now, these sports books are advertising it. Why the hell do you think that is? This is why. They, they, the payouts are diminished and they get rich the more you bet those things. So yesterday, I did the math. I went in and saw what the parlay should have paid and what they were paying. The three legs they were offering on this uh, on this uh, little pre-packaged same-game parlay yesterday, it was for an English Premier League game. Little Premier League soccer. It was Fulham and... Who they play? Chelsea, I believe. Uh, the bet was Fulham to win the first half. Fulham, double chance for the game, or plus a half, which means if Fulham won the game or if it ended in a tie, uh, that would win. And then Fulham, first team to score. So... What they were paying for that, the total payout the DraftKings was offering was plus 370. Okay, so they were offering plus 370 for those three things. Fulham to score first, win the first half, 
and then either win the game or uh, end in a tie. So what they were paying, plus 370, was so greatly diminished, here's what it should have paid. It should have paid almost plus 2,000, a.k.a. 20 to 1. What they were offering wasn't even paying 4 to 1. And it should have been paying, it's about plus 1960 or so, right about 20 to 1. That is, in my opinion, so goddamn outrageous. It honestly should be illegal. I believe that when there's more regulation, more oversight within this industry, those kind of things will be illegal. Because what they're doing is getting one past a lot of people out there. I saw, because they say X amount of people have made this bet. There were like four or 500 people who've made that bet. And my guess is, my assumption is, those are four or 500 people who don't listen to this show. Because if you do understand that you should be paid out 20 to 1, and and they're paying out 3.7 to 1, that's probably not a bet we should be making. And let's bring this even clear, okay? Let's bring this in a little bit more, make it more understandable. If you're going to pay that price plus 3, or if you're going to take that, that price plus 370 for that bet, and those three things to happen, if you went into the actual game and looked at the individual payouts, Fulham to win the first half, which was one of three of the legs, was plus 350 by itself. So think about that. You could have just one of those three legs, Fulham to to, uh, win the first half. You could ignore Fulham to score first and ignore Fulham plus a half for the full game and just get plus 350 on one of those bets. So if you put all three of those together, Fulham to score first, Fulham to win the first half, Fulham plus a half or double chance for the game, it should have paid about plus 1960. It did pay plus 375. And hey, I know it's easy. It's convenient. You just click one button and you make the bet. That's exactly what they want for you. But convenience isn't worth that that to me. You know, I mean, if I use this example sometimes, but if you're really, really, really hungry and there's only one restaurant in town, you know, that's serving food that's left open and they're charging $200 for a, for a, a, a cheeseburger, you may say, yeah, I'm hungry. It's convenient. I don't want to go anywhere else. I want this goddamn cheeseburger. I'm paying 200 bucks. Fine. It's your money. It's not my money. I don't care. But as long as you understand that this is exactly like that, and that's what you're doing when you take these horrible bets, fine. I just want my audience on here to be educated and know that that's exactly what's going on. So this is why I have I harbor so much hate and resentment and just just anger towards these sports books. These motherfuckers are getting rich every single day. DraftKings reported the first quarter of last year, $500 million profit profits last year. Yet they feel the need to reduce the payouts on something like that just to take advantage of the average person. It's greedy. It's fucking bullshit. It should be illegal. And that's why people who run these things, it's almost like the pharmaceutical companies. I think of sports books directors just like I think of the pharmaceutical companies. These are bad people. These are horrible people. You see all the stuff coming out now with the the you know Pfizer suppressing information on Twitter and all this nonsense before. I'm not going to get too political or that, but the point is these are bad people. These are bad. These are like the modern, you know, villains in our society. You know, the bankers who fuck stuff up in 2008, these people on Wall Street. These are these are villains in, in in today's day and age, like the real villains. If there were a Batman, those are the people who'd be getting. <laughs> Sportsbook directors are the same type of scum in there with everyone else. They're taking advantage of people, often people who have problems, okay, you know, like gambling problems, and offering these things who are just that are so outrageously bad, they don't need to. You know, DraftKings doesn't need to take a bet that should pay twenty to one and offer three point seven to one. 
It's outrageous. Fuck those people. And that's why I don't mind. You know, a lot of people say, Tyler, why do you do a podcast? The smarter you make everyone else, the worse it is for you. And it's like, look, I'm, I, that is such a drastic change from what's going on right now. That's not going to happen. And what I prefer is for more people to be educated because at the end of the day, I'm going to make my, my money. I'm going to have my bets. I operate in much different markets. I'm betting soccer and hockey and a lot of things that don't get impact, impacted that much anyway by you know general people betting. So I don't care. I'm going to make my money. This doesn't affect me at all. I'd rather have people out there betting smarter, understanding what the hell they're doing. And yeah, screw you, DraftKings. That's so outrageous. Like, how the hell do you sleep? How do you sleep at night? Is that the Jim Carrey line on uh, Liar Liar? All right, let's get to uh, some handicaps. We're going to handicap some NFL coming up this weekend. Remember, if you want to bet this game and other games VIG free, check out betteredge.com. Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better, Edge. They get rid of the VIG. That means you can make more every bet you make and lose less every bet you make. Betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks upon signing up. You don't have to deposit anything. They'll give you a free $20 if you use promo code SBD when you're signing up. Also want to thank Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is taking player prop betting to the next level. What you can do at Thrive, amongst many other things like DFS contests, you can parlay player props together and get the best payout in the entire industry. Seriously. And the reason this is, they treat uh, uh, player prop parlays as if they're a fixed payout. So every player prop you put in there is assumed to be minus 110 when on other other sites you know you could be skirting a minus 130 price so you're going to get paid more making the same parlays elsewhere if you bet at thrive fantasy now the catch is it's not available everywhere i've talked to a couple listeners gotten a couple of messages there are people in some states where it's not legal or it's not available so check out make sure it's available in your area if it is use thrive fantasy put in promo code sbd for a deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to some football. All right, NFL playoffs. Bringing up my notes here. Giants Vikings on Sunday. Current line Giants minus or excuse excuse me. Current line Minnesota minus three at home and over under here of forty and a half. Let's just start off with the bet. My best bet here will be the New York Giants plus three. All right, let's give a handicap here. Deep dive handicap. I want to start off with my power rankings. I have these teams pretty even. Okay, I do a consensus power rankings. I take all different kinds of rankings from people that I trust and put a little bit of my own little special formula in there. And I come up with a nice consensus power ratings. I think it's very, very accurate, very bettable compared to the market. And I have these teams pretty much dead even. I think home field in the playoffs, generally, if you're generally speaking, is around maybe two points. And I would say Minnesota has a higher home field than most teams in the NFL. But in the playoffs, and given the situation that we're in, with these teams having played about a month ago in Minnesota, very, very similar situation, I think home field here at most is worth about two and a half for Minnesota. I'd say probably closer to 2.25, but let's say two and a half to be conservative here. Okay, We don't want to be cutting any corners with our handicap. Home field historically has actually diminished in the playoffs. You go back every year, last you know, last 15 years or so, and it's funny. You would think that home field would go up in the playoffs. It's louder, fans are more raucous, you know. 
But that's not the case. And the reason is, when you look at home field, only a very, very small portion of a home field advantage is crowd noise. Now, I know it's some part of it, but that's really all anyone talks about. There's a lot that goes into it. The travel, where you're staying in the hotel, are you familiar with that area? What's the weather like? There's a lot that goes into home field advantage, right? And here's one thing you'll hear a lot when talking about how a team will do on the road. You'll hear like, oh boy, I think the Giants will be down for this game on the road. It's like, the whole team, <laughs> you know, like everybody, because it's very individualistic. Now, on average, will there be some players who may not sleep as well in the hotel and things like that? Of course, you have to incorporate that in home field. That's why home field advantage exists. But it's much more complex than how loud is the crowd. And the last thing to note for home field advantage, and this applies for every sport, it's not just about how the home team does at home. It's about a couple things. The first is, how does the home team perform at home compared to on the road? Then you have to factor in, how does the road team play on the road compared to at home? So it's not as simple or easy as, oh yeah, Minnesota three-point home field advantage. A lot more nuance than that. I think this game is uh, being overdone for the home field advantage that Minnesota has. Let's look at some line movement. This line opened up at three and it's bounced around a little bit, but overwhelmingly it stayed put. Little movement, lots of action on both sides. And I think a lot of that has to do with the money coming in. A lot of pro money keeping this thing down. And the first time they, they played, this thing opened at four. So let's look, let's look at the first matchup in the line there. Uh, about, what was that, December 24th, I think was the first matchup. Uh, the line opened at four. And it actually, I think, got dummied up to four and a half before getting absolutely hammered down to three and a half. I mean, there was an avalanche of professional money that brought the line for their first matchup in December from four and a half down to three and a half. A lot, a lot of pro money was on the New York Giants that game. I think it actually closed closer to three. But New York covered that game. And those teams played very, very evenly. If anything, I would say in their first matchup in Minnesota, the Giants outplayed Minnesota. They outgained them by almost 100 yards. New York was minus two in turnovers and still had a chance to win the game late. What do we always say? If you're an NFL team and you are plus two in turnovers, you're going to win that game about 85% of the time. You're going to cover about 75% of the time. I mean, those numbers are very rough, but that's the point here. It matters a lot with those turnovers. And New York still had a chance to win late. They had the same amount of first downs, same efficiency overall, the ratings across the board. I mean, I saw two very, very even teams in their first matchup. Now, let's talk about some actual uh, notes that I have within the, the, uh, the, like the schematics and the approach in this game from a handicap point of view. Kirk Cousins from Minnesota, obviously, Kirk the jerk. A lot of people understand and know that he plays really, really well in that early time slot, but it's been kind of a uh, narrative throughout Kirk Cousins' career that in prime time, he doesn't play well. And I don't think it's necessarily prime time. As a matter of fact, I know it's not prime time. It's when he gets out of that early time slot. So it could be a Friday, Saturday game, a Sunday afternoon game, Sunday night football, Monday night football, when Kirk Cousins doesn't play in that 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time slot, he is lost. He's such a creature of habit. He's admitted himself. He's got strong OCD tendencies. He really, really likes that Sunday morning game. He's got his habit. He's got his routine. You take Kirk Cousins out of that and you get a different quarterback. In his career, Kirk Cousins is 61% against the, career, against the spread in the early games. 
61%, that's a, that's a massive number. When Kirk Cousins goes outside of that early slot, his ATS record goes down to 48%. That's one of the biggest differences I've ever seen in the history of looking at stats like this. He is a different quarterback. Well, guess what? The first time these two teams played, it was in that early, comfortable, cushy time slot for Kirk Cousins. This weekend, it's not. It's in the afternoon games. So that matters. That matters a lot this game, especially, again, since these teams were so even in the first matchup. Now, in terms of schematics, I think that there's much more for New York to change than Minnesota. I say that for two reasons. One, I trust Brian Dable in this situation more. Uh, But the other reason is, just historically, teams who have won don't have a lot to change up. It's like we won. It worked. Let's not change it. The team who lost is more likely to say, we lost. It didn't work. Let's change it up. So for that reason, I think Minnesota less likely to change things up, which is a positive for the New York Giants. Uh, I also think that Minnesota is the single most overrated team this entire season. They've had a lot of one-score wins. And you you, you may hear the opinion and narrative like uh, RG3 tweeted, hey, this team's had a lot of quote, close wins, and there's a reason for that. No, there's not. That's a square... T- Sorry, RG3. That's a square take, RG3. And I actually like RG3 more and more. You know, at first I thought it was just kind of a goofball with all of his stuff. I like... He's he's getting you know on TV more and more. I, I, I kind of like him, but that was a square take he had, you know? So Minnesota, I do believe, is overrated. Uh, last weekend, New York rested their players, another positive for them. And let's look at some ratings here. DVOA. I really trust these Football Outsiders DVOA ratings. Offensively, DVOA, uh, DVOA offensive rankings, the New York Giants are 10th in the NFL. Minnesota Vikings are 20th in the NFL. Defensive DVOA, New York Giants 29th in the NFL, not good at all, but the Minnesota Vikings 27th, two very similar teams again. I mean, I, the, the more you look into this, the more you go, damn, these two teams are really, really even, uh, almost dead even. If this were a, on a neutral site, it'd probably be close to a pick At least that's what I'd have it at. I just think the three is a little too much here, uh, too much value for the for the uh, uh, Giants and a little too, too I think, uh, considerate for the Vikings here. Uh, I trust the Giants to be able to mix more up, come up with a fresh game approach, like a fresh scheme approach, and have the better offensive changes and schematic approach to this game. I think that Dable and that staff and these players who are a little more rested will show up this game. Uh, Football Outsiders also has a rating called Variance. Throughout the season, how was your variance? And what that means is, how consistent were you on a week-by-week basis? The closer you are to number one, the more consistent you are. The New York Giants are number three in that rating. Third most consistent team in the NFL. Minnesota Vikings, although not bad, 15th. So Minnesota's very average, New York way above average. The reason I like that, their statistics are more reliable, especially in a big game like the playoffs. And then... I just think that if you look at trajectory, these teams are going in opposite directions. Now, again, I think these are even teams, but right now, if you plotted each of these teams' efficiency rankings on on a line graph, you'd see Giants going up right now, and you'd see the Vikings going down. Now, they meet in the same spot, but what team do you want? I want the team trajecting, you know, with the higher trajectory and who's playing better as of late. That's what I, excuse me, that's what I'd take. And that's, again, why I'm on the New York Giants here, plus the three. So look, every square outlet I see is saying Minnesota, Minnesota, you know, this is this is their game, their spot. They're taking minus three. 
and a lot of pros I know are taking the Giants plus three. Does that mean it's going to win? It's guaranteed to hit? No. What that means is so far what I'm seeing as we record on Friday morning, Friday the 13th, spooky, is the pros are on the Giants. They're hammering that line. Every time this line bounces back to three and a half, it goes right back to three. And the reason is that pro money doesn't let it stay there for very long at all. Now, I've seen it also dip to two and a half in some areas, but three to me seems like the number in the market, but I disagree with it. I think it should be closer to two and a half. That is my buy price. I would not take it at two and a half. So three is the number I take it at, but that is our best bet for a Friday. That's our deep dive handicap for the NFL this weekend. We're taking the New York Giants, the New York Giants, plus the three at Minnesota. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Stay tuned tomorrow morning, bright and early. We'll be here for a Saturday's Quick Picks. We'll talk to you then.